I want to talk about wealth, um, especially wealth creation. And, um, you know, this is my secret podcast. Uh, I'm not releasing it until I'm either a billionaire or, I don't know, maybe hexamillionaire. I may release it, but I feel like it's just so much more of a thunderous, you know, release when I hit the B, when I hit the big B. So therefore, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've noticed an energetic effect or you could say consequence. Um, I don't know. I feel like some energy pull when I make content and people watch it or listen to it. I, it, it feels as though a part of myself has been compressed into some kind of digital like, I don't know, it just feels weird. It feels like I'm transacting with people through, even though, you know, even though scientifically they would, they don't know how to explain that, but you know, you feel like there's always an energy exchange going on. You do enough LSD or mushrooms, you'll understand it a lot more, but everything is constantly fluctuating. So I feel that way about content, but the interesting thing is since I'm not releasing this, I get to bottle up and condense the best of what I've got, and there is no consequence, I haven't released it yet, nor do I plan on it anytime soon. So once I plan on it, then there'll be some kind of energy exchange, but for now, there is no plan for that. Wealth, the thing that everyone wants or thinks that they want, or hey, it would be nice, you know, must be nice, would be nice if I had it, right? Would be nice if I had it. First and foremost, wealth is your attitude. I know people who have a lot of money and are, you would never trade places with them. It would be basically inviting yourself to go to hell. You wouldn't trade place with these people. You realize they live in a prison. They may have golden things and fancy fabrics and big houses and flashy cars and maybe even the hottest women and gadgets and this and people talk about them but you know how many celebrities you know kill themselves they're rich they're famous you think they have everything that we think that we want as material beings and uh they're dead and uh why well they had a poor attitude okay and you can say well attitude is not something that i can control well, uh, you're wrong, and I would also tell you that that's the second uh, key to wealth is control. If you can't control yourself, you're going to be controlled, okay? Who are you controlled by? If you're not controlled by others, then what are you controlled by? Random acts of, of uh, you know, synchronicity, the law of attraction, or you're controlled by your own demons, in other words, your faulty patterns. In other words, habitual actions and sequences of actions and sequences of thoughts that make you feel disempowered or disenfranchised. You don't have any control. You're basically saying, someone please control me. I do not know how or I just do not want to control myself. If you're not a controller, then you better find a controller is all I have to say. You do not have to be a controller to be wealthy, but you have to have allegiance to controllers and then you can access the control through them, okay? That's the third key. You gotta start looking at everything as a shared resource. Everything on this planet is a shared resource. We all share the sun, we all share the wind, oxygen, we all share water and the oceans and the airwaves. 
and social media and we all share ideas and we all share through trading and if it's not economy well then it's friendship or gossip or entertainment or fun or uh, you know creativity or family or something beautiful or a quiet moment of contemplation or a burst of kinetic energy you know I mean God is in all of these things number four what's your connection to God you're an atheist. I was an atheist slash agnostic, and I was very miserable. And then I met some Hare Krishnas, and I did uh, MDMA. I felt universal, unconditional love. I loved everyone, and I realized I had a gift to make anyone happy. It's like I could literally just put people on that wavelength of ecstasy, whether or not they were on it. I could transfer it to them. And a small part of that I've taken with me to my adult life. You know, every time you do an intense kind of drug like that, it was it was for a spiritual and psychological awakening, okay? It wasn't for just fucking around and go to a, a rave or a show or just get real trippy, man, because it's, you know, $10 hit of acid is more entertaining than uh, a martini at happy hour. You know, I don't know. Whatever floats your boat, man, it probably is more entertaining. Uh, but you can get lost. You can get lost in the fantasy, and you can lose your mind in the illusion. And that's what we call suffering. And, uh, you know, uh, suffering oftentimes is a lack of control. Okay? It's an absence of God. And, uh, you know, you forgot. You forgot what's really important. Okay? Strip away economy and money we're united by community and we're united by sharing okay of course we're united by trade and survival you know and truly um, transactions are uh, what leads to wealth right the wealthy have mastered transactional value and, um, you know, whoever's making the most transactions or transacting the largest amounts are the clear-cut winners. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, does, is God just going to bless you? Is this a magical, like, synchronistic event where it just clicks into place and you're thrust into this new life? That's kind of what it feels like for me. I'm experiencing wealth. I mean really for the first time in my life that I that I created myself. You know, I've experienced some wealth of my family and relatives and the wealth of a good school or academics, but not this. Self-made, you know, self-employed. I'm my own boss, you know, set my own hours. You know, and in the beginning it was it was great and I held on to that luxury of an esteem, but uh, you know, I had to master my time. So, uh, secret number, I think, five is uh, time mastery. Come on, man. You know? And we could say this very easily segues into productivity and performance. And, you know, you can want it as bad as you want. You can affirm. You can do the, you know, shit, I must have listened to, like, hours of affirmations for years, you know, when I was, like, 25, you know, wealth affirmations. And nothing happened. You know, is there a four-year delay or, uh, you know, I simply wasn't taking enough action. 
okay, and that's the color red. Uh, check out my last Facebook video uh, for a really good video on the color red, but, you know, come on, man. Come on, man! Clock is ticking. Your doom is coming soon, and uh, what you got? What you got? What you got to show for it? Okay, don't show me what you did. Show me what you're doing, Okay. Actions speak louder than words. Let the actions speak for themselves. Okay, nut up or shut up? Why do we have all of these euphorisms for productivity? Because productivity is God. Okay, you think creation is easy? Maybe for a celestial being, not for a human being. Okay, the creation is hard. Okay, but creation is rewarding. And gives you a clearly defined sense of purpose, okay? You need to belong. You need to belong here. One of the most nerve, nerve not nerve-wracking, but it was a nervous shift, was uh, signing up for the gym Equinox in the River Oaks Shopping Center, which is a premier quintessential, like a little micro Beverly Hills, uh, you know, four-by-four square shopping center. Equinox is a high-end gym franchise based out of New York. And, uh, you know, the highest end gyms that are not country clubs are usually about two or 300 bucks a month. And, you know, it's expensive. And it's also like, do I belong here? You know, and uh, even just driving through ultra high net worth, you know, neighborhoods, there's a couple streets in West U. And then there's a few, there's a couple neighborhoods in Houston, River Oaks and Memorial and Bunker Hill and Piney Point. And it's really just kind of a string of, uh, ultra high net worth neighborhoods now um and they're all kind of focused around the galleria you know kind of kind of area the kirby galleria memorial kind of uh, area woodway there's a lot of uh, a lot of money there and uh you know what what is the answer to the wealth oh well you know they just inherited it you know lucky them you know they didn't have to work for it uh-uh no that doesn't matter because that doesn't get you to where you want to go. You don't wallow in other people's challenges or successes. You got to kill the ghost. Okay, number five or six, I got to go now, but I just wanted to document this. I'm feeling randomly inspired, but it's like, dude, priorities, man. Something inside of your heart is going to give you the ultimate. And you may never get it. You may spend your whole life and never get it. But you need to know what it is and you need to be aware of it. So awareness is the first step, but it's like something in your heart is telling you what is ultimate for you, okay? And if you are a self-realized person, that doesn't necessarily mean you're super rich or famous or popular or notable or anything. You could just be a happy family person and you're self-realized. You, you know your path, you know, but if but many people don't know their path and they don't know what their heart tells them because their mind thinking too much. So I have three spiritual teachers um, and there are three totally different walks of life. One of them is I have to have a Christian person in my mix. So the person is either going to be Joseph Prince or Joel Osteen and they are kind of the more popular Christian, you know, telev televangelists. Uh, and I'm in Houston, so of course I have a natural um, preference for Joel, who's a great guy, um, you know, and I can't critique what he's doing because I don't know his relationship to God. And uh, you just have to believe that he is, you know, these people are blessed people and they intend well, but we could always have a little business 
chat, right? We could always do a little bit more. And I'd like to do that. But um, and then my second would have to be Eckhart Tolle. And uh, my third is a guy who I don't know if I like him, but you can't deny he's ridiculously popular. He has six times more subscribers on YouTube, which is how I'm starting to uh, track metrics for people is how many subscribers do you have on the biggest platforms? And he has six million Eckhart Tolle and Joel Osteen only having a measly one point, I don't know, two or three million apiece. So he's almost 6x. Uh, so I'm paying attention to what he has to say, and he's, you know, Indi- from India. And um, I'd like to ask him, do you believe you are a demigod? Because Indians believe that's the whole point of life, to become a demigod, and which means transcendent, which means really like servant of God, in a sense. So godlike doesn't mean demigod, like I'm a Greek god and i do whatever the hell i want and impregnate a bunch of women and i'm above society it means really i'm servant to society however i'd like to ask him that um there's a connection to the spiritual you know come on man you gotta have a reason you gotta have a reason you know you have no fight because you have no reason you know and you buried it under the rug there's just there's just tons and tons of junk mail junk spam under your rug those are your excuses Okay, and your doubts, okay, and your judgments and your criticisms, okay, sweep, clean the rug, sweep the rug, okay, sweep the rug, you gotta dig, you gotta dig deep, you gotta figure, figure that out, what, why, what, why, what, why, why, what, when is now, when is now, where is here, okay, when and where is irrelevant, you're in a space, your mind is somewhere, we're there, we're already there, okay, who is you, right, what we already went over when and where why and then how 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 you know everybody's obsessed with the how you go to barnes and noble you go to self-help category you go to amazon you go to personal development whatever success and motivation and you know oh my god you know millions of fucking books on on the how on the how okay how does it matter how becomes clear when you decide what and why. When you decide what and why, then you execute. And the execution will gradually pave the way for the how. A coach could help, you know, a strategy could help, you know, strategists and plans and, you know, yeah, yes, if you know what the what and the why is, but, you know, too many people are thinking that they need to know the how, so they read little books and little watch little videos on how. How does it matter? What matters is why, and what matters is what. And you buried it under your rug in your mind, and you gotta just sack up, man, woman. You're a dude. You're a chick. Okay, get with the fucking program. Okay, turn it up. I'm about to turn it up a notch, and uh, you know. Why? Why, why, why? Okay, for me, why? I'll tell you mine, and then I gotta go. I'm sitting in the driveway talking on my phone because this is important, guys. Okay, why? Um, the answer for me is uh, victory and ultimate and perfection, okay? Ultimate perfection and a victory. Victory over who? Myself. Victory over what? The darkness. Victory over what? Reality. This illusion. This curse. This pain. This misery. I gotta triumph. Enlighten me. Turn me into a gleaming, brilliant, glowing, 
effulgent soul, right? I want to shine, man. I want to fucking shine. Okay, that is the why. Exhilaration. I feed on it. It feeds on me. I must. All conviction, okay? Why? And the what, right? So I guess the what is, I, I, I guess I answered what, but, you know, what and why is basically the same. What? What is, dude, ultimate man, perfected human, Christ-like, God consciousness, the highest expression of, I must, I want, you know, I want, I must, I will, I do, I did, and then I'm very proud. My pride as a man is very much tied into my results or lack of results. And for 28 years of my life, I didn't know I had very many results. I had a bad attitude. I was lazy. I didn't have discipline. You know, I was toxic. I was angry. I was, you know, again, lazy. I was undeserving. I always had goals, uh, thank God. And I always had supreme belief in myself, but I don't think I deserved it. I think God was waiting for me to cleanse, purify forgive and then draw near to god and ever since then it's like blessings on blessings on blessings but it's like everything manifests at the same time it's not like i worked hard and then it clicked it's not like i just forgave my family and myself and purified and got baptized and it clicked it's not like it was one thing it was i was doing every single thing at the same time you know i was already grinding i was waking up at 4 or 5 a.m working 12, 13 hour days as an Uber driver, just because I had to prove to myself I was excellent. So maybe subconsciously you do need to see yourself proving things for the law of attraction to work. I had to see myself doing it to believe I deserved it. You understand? Bingo. I had to forgive everyone in my life who ever hurt me. I had to forgive myself for everyone I've ever hurt and uh, ask for forgiveness and, you know, balance and remove my karma and pursue God and the spiritual quest and, you know, the path of excellence and righteousness. And I would say that's sovereign. And I would say that's God-like and God consciousness. And to be the demigod means to master um, the self. And it means unalloyed devotion. It means like literally, dude, as obsessive and relentless as I am or you are about success, can you turn that to God and service, serving God is serving the world, serving the world, the world serves you. Everyone wants to be exalted, but they do know, they do know exalting. You understand that? You give what you get. You want to be on the bandwidth of being worshipped. You don't worship anyone, right? If all you do is condemn and criticize, then what do you think people are going to do? They're going to talk shit about you. They're going to gossip. And then you're going to say, all my friends stabbed me in the back and no one's there for me and they're all toxic. Well, you know, you give what you get. Okay, you become the best friend and then you attract the best friends. Understand that? You're lonely, then uh, go keep someone company. Go to an old folks home. Go volunteer. Go to an animal shelter, you know, help some animals. You got to do something, man. You got to put yourself on the mode of goodness. And, um, you know, I really believe in that. And it really has transformed my life. And, um, you know, I want to share that. And it's not so much about power and money and bitches and economies and value exchange and, and success. But, you know, in America, in the Western civilization, to be a man, you know, to feel proud, to really feel truly proud, to really feel like you deserve and earned your rewards to have the kind of women and friends and networks and, you know, 
acquaintances and connections that you desire, well, you need to emulate that which is desirable, right? You know, you got to be that winner, dude. And oftentimes that means quite a bit of sacrifice for the long haul. You know, I feel like my life really is just getting started and I'm 29 and a half, 29 and a half. And, uh, you know, but I feel like time has already kind of stopped and I, for me, and I feel like time is no longer consequential. I'm always in the moment and I'm always striving to be on that frequency of gratitude and it's a choice and it's, it's a work, you know, and if I'm feeling contaminated and toxic and I'm just having a bad day or, you know, I'm constantly purifying and I feel like I take on you know, that which is unpure, and I try to purify, and it could be me, it could be me, it could be my aura, it could be the whole world, you know, it's, you got to participate, this is a team event, okay, you can't just say it's everybody else, not me, you gotta understand that it's all of us, it's all of us, so why don't you just do it for everyone, okay, why don't you just do it for the world, okay, that's excellence, and that's the highest virtue, and you should aspire for that, and you would see a very, very, very high return. And even though it may be two, three, four, five years down the road, it could be tomorrow, could be 10 years from now. Are you willing to pay the price, though? Are you willing to accept the slow burn? It's like doing fasted cardio. It's just a slow burn. You're just draining the fat. You're just you're just seeping it, right? I, I'm, I imagine I'm like a warlock vampire. I'm just draining the life out of the fat cells. That's how I visualize it. I'm just slowly depriving it like a blight. I'm casting this corruption over over the fat, over all the things that I don't want, right? You got to you got to destroy it, you know? You got to really, you know, repel it. And there's a bit of darkness involved in uh, you know, uh everyone's so obsessed with attraction. I want to talk about repulsion, okay? You got to re- be repulsed too, you know? You that's acceptance or rejection. We live in a dual universe you really should talk about rejection as much as you talk about acceptance. You really should talk about failure as much as you talk about just grand success, you know? So I want to be a trillionaire and have just, you know, legions of, uh, you know, premier, you know, top models, you know, kind of like, you know, that's what a man desires to be like a God. have a palace and a kingdom in it and uh, his own heavenly world, right? Well, that's what we want, but can we seek to emulate the divine? And so, anyways, just some things I want to say. That's kind of a mental snapshot of where I'm at. I'm just feeling, I'm vast. I'm feeling vast and uh, grateful, okay? And if I'm going to feel vast, then I should also try to feel small. And I can just realize I'm just a small part in this program. And uh, if I'm going to talk about supreme success, let's talk about supreme failure, okay? dropping out of college to be a DJ, never once could I ever fucking get myself to learn how to produce music, and it just seemed like a chore, and I was lazy, and it was just way more fun to smoke pot with my friends, because I lived in that little bubble of young adult irresponsibility, and it's fun, and I chose fun over discipline, and so the success that I dreamt and craved always eluded me, because I never went all in, I just couldn't commit you know, I got commitment issues. And so the greatest failures have been all the times where I was just being a fucking lazy mooch. And uh, I needed that pain. I needed the darkness. I needed the repulsion. Keep me sharp. Keep me motivated. Keep me hungry. 
and uh, you know you need to understand how to master the darkness. Uh, you know, sometimes it's better to create pain for yourself than it is to create blessings because if you just don't have what it takes, if you just don't have that fortitude and that strength, then you're going to keep experiencing the same pain over and over again until you master it. So you might as well just accept that, realize that that's what you need, and then just plunge in. You know what I mean? You're dipping, you've been dipping a toe in, you know, the kiddie pool for half your life time to cliff dive into the fucking abyss, okay, just do it, okay, just fucking, just plunge in, no more excuses, you know, but most people, though, have to experience kind of like a minor psychotic break, which is to say, like, so much pain, they kind of snap, and they say, you know, I've had enough, and I need this transformation, I'm, you know, I'm, it, the snap becomes a must, because the polarity was so intense that it has to switch, so they're drawing upon the power of chaos. and I mean, this is really what it is. They're drawing upon the power of chaos as a transformation. When uh, Wouldn't it be better if you could just control the chaos and create your own chaos so that you could detonate? It's kind of like how real estate developers in uh, Manhattan, New York City, I mean, they're, it's a controlled detonation. They're demolishing these humongous skyscrapers. And there's people all around. It's a very, very well-engineered, you know, self-detonation, and nobody gets injured. There's no pain, okay? It's relatively painless. You got to learn how to detonate yourself, okay? And you got to learn how to rebuild. And uh, everybody is too optimistic these days, and it's all about self-love and positive expectancy, okay? But nobody wants to talk about the darkness and the failures and the and the challenge and the pain. That's the You feel pain every day. I want to eat the fucking cheeseburger and I don't want the salad. That's painful. I want the hot model bitch and I'm sick of my girlfriend because she's really just a placeholder. Ouch! Doesn't that hurt? Or she's using me and I, I don't deserve her. You know, that sucks. While you're being a little bitch and you need to sack up, right? You don't deserve it, okay? If you don't think you deserve it, you probably don't deserve it, okay? Uh, used and abused, okay? Stop using, okay? Abuse yourself, okay? You gotta abuse yourself to love yourself and, and truly feel proud of yourself. I mean, you can love yourself, but your, your confidence and your pride could be out the door, okay? Love is not pride. Pride is not love. We're talking Chinese and English, okay? And, um, you know, yeah, love yourself and give yourself goals and, uh, you know, don't be too proud to hire a coach, and you don't have to pay people in money. You can pay people in gratitude. You can pay people in your own best form of your own energy. You can monetize that energy somehow and create kind of a spiritual, you know, transaction of you can find a coach and a mentor. And sometimes you just got to watch a lot of content. And some of my biggest mentors I never met in person, but you better believe I absorbed a lot of their um, strong suits, especially around the color red and the root chakra. I never really had any mentors who were hyper productive, hyper successful. I did not know a single person really. And, you know, we thought like if someone was a millionaire, then they were almost like, you know, to be put on a pedestal, you know, not to mention a billion or a trillion or an A-lister celebrity, you know, you almost think of it as untouchable, right? You know, you have this caste system, you're untouchable because you can't touch them. They're like, you know, this super elite and uh, everybody can be super elite. And in fact, everybody is destined to become super elite. In this lifetime or another, you're going to keep doing it. It's like um, a blacksmith making a sword. You're going to pound that shit 
over and over and over again. You're going to keep pounding it. You're going to keep pounding it. Why are you pounding it so much? Why is it taking so fucking long? You know, you want perfection. Perfection takes a long time. You're going to pound that shit over and over and over again. You know, goddamn. So you better just accept the fact that you're going to do it. Try to convince yourself that you're going to love to do it. Over time, you will start to love to do it. You know, no, nobody, everybody says you got to love what you do. And it's wrong. You gotta love being productive. You just gotta love becoming more productive. And the Japanese have a very good philosophy around that idea of you know just every day making a making a, an improvement. You know what I mean? Just I don't remember what it's called, kaizen or something. This is every day, just improve. You know, just try to improve. Just aspire to improve. You know, you stop aspiring. You think you're good. And you get your neck's gonna get cut. Your throat's gonna get cut. You're gonna get bleed out. You're gonna die. You're gonna bleed all over yourself. You think you're good. Nobody's good, okay? It's okay to live in a state of fear. It's okay to live in a state of paranoia. Uh, you know, sometimes you need that darkness. People don't talk about empowered by darkness. You got to think about that, okay? So anyways, hope this helps.